0: Every decision that you make today will affect your future. If you had a chance to go back 10 years and talk to the past, you, what would you say? Hey, this is episode 749 of the Ready Your Future podcast, where I connect you with resources that will help you prepare for a better future so you can love your people, get prepared, and live free. Today's episode Is it time to get ready? Hey, I'm Todd Sepulveda. This podcast is usually an audible version with some commentary. Of articles that can help you get ready for a better future all article links and show information can be found in the show notes hey are you looking to up your preparedness knowledge don't spend time bouncing around the internet for the best preparedness content instead sign up for the top preparedness articles and get them right in your email for five dollars a month you can get the top preparedness articles from around the internet sent to your email weekly you can choose to read them or drop them in the pocket app and have them read to you as you go about your day The Buy Me A Coffee link to the top preparedness articles is in the show notes. Well, hey everyone, welcome to the first official episode of the Ready Your Future podcast. Hey, I changed the artwork and the name of the podcast and it looks like uh, the artwork has changed and some of the name has changed, but not all of it. So I think it's just time to Uh, populate all over the different podcast networks at least that's what I think if not uh, after a couple of days I'm going to look into it and uh, try to figure out what's going on but I think it's it's starting to work and so hopefully you'll start to to see that but uh, I appreciate you when you rate and you review the podcast it helps other people find the podcast and even with the name change and all the craziness I think that's going to be important. Hey, I want to let you know that I am opening opening up the exclusive email group, and so it'll be open now from the time that you listen to this episode until Monday, July eighteenth at nine p.m. Central Standard Time. Now, last time I opened it up from like a Sunday to a Saturday, and that was just because so I could you know finish up everything. But some people were like Todd, I really needed the weekend to you know I work on Saturdays and I really needed the weekend to to sign up. And so I'm going to go ahead and go through next weekend to Monday evening. So that's July 18th at 9 p.m. Central Standard Time. Uh, That's when I'm going to close it back down again. And it'll be, you know, later on down the year when I open it back up again. So uh, I've sent an email to those who registered to be notified. If you if you wanted to be notified when it was going to open up. But if you missed to sign up to that email or you procrastinated now you can click the link in the show notes and go straight to the page and sign up right there. So again, the exclusive email group is going to be open from July eight from now to July eighteenth. It's a great group of people, a lot of great preparedness knowledge, and I'm just very proud. It's probably one of the best things that I did outside of starting Prepper website and starting the podcast. One of the best things that I've done in the preparedness community that I'm very proud of. And uh, just a great group of people over there. So go check it out if you are not part of the group. So let's go ahead and jump into this podcast episode. So what I'm going to share is something that I've been thinking about for a long time. It actually started taking form way before I sold Prepper website. And so uh, after pro- processing it for a while, uh, you know, I, I, I realized that this is kind of the, the road that I wanted to start traveling on. And I actually purchased the domain name readyyourfuture.com. Way, again, like I said, way before I was approached to sell proper website. And so I went back to go look because I just I wanted to give you a date. And I purchased Ready Your Future on May 6th. Of this year of 2022, but I had been thinking about this months before, and I'm like, do I really want to go down this route? Do I really want to head down, you know, where I'm going here and kind of change things up? And you'll see that as we go through through this episode, you'll see where I'm going here. But again, you know, around May 6th, that's when I decided I'm like, yeah, this is kind of where I want to go, and I, I went ahead and I uh, secured the domain, but it, I didn't move on it until after the sell of the of the website and it was like when i was contacted about prepper website that was early june of 2022 it was kind of like that was a big sign for me to start like forcing me to head to this direction because i didn't want to have the the website you know the prepper website podcast and the prepper website podcast website.com and not have prepper website so i'm like okay this is the perfect time this is like a big sign for me to go ahead and and move forward and to uh, move in the direction that I'm talking about. So I mentioned at the very beginning of this episode, uh, in the opening line, I said, every decision that you make today will affect your future. So we really need to start thinking about our readiness journey, our preparedness journey in this way. And it really is, I'm considering this, this is the evolution of preparedness. So I want to start off by telling you a story uh, about a Facebook group. And so there was a Facebook group of preparedness bloggers, right? So everybody who was like a, in you know, the survival, preparedness, homesteading, whatever you want to, you know, bushcraft, whatever you want to name it, there was, uh, you know, in this space. So we were all in this group and we would share out our links and then also ask questions, and people would share information, and all that kind of stuff. But anyway, we would share our share out our links every week, so that we would have other good quality links to be able to share out with our our own pages and our own groups and, and our own readers on on social media. And so it was really easy. Uh, we would go there instead of having to go to an RSS reader. Now, I mean, I was doing that all the time already, but. For other people, it was just really easy. Like, hey, I, I wrote a new article on this, you know, and so you could go grab it and you can share it out with your readers. And it was uh, it worked really, really well for a long time. And I got to tell you, there's a lot of people that are that really outgrew that group. Um, they are really big in the space, and uh, you know, they, they've really done really well for themselves. You know, uh, as far as uh, moving forward, but there was this this tension that arose at one point between those that were kind of like in the preparedness survival space and those that were a little bit more of the homesteader uh aspect of it and it was it was kind of like the thing is like preppers are you know you're preparing for an event a situation but homesteaders it's like you are if you're homesteading if you're doing that it's like that is where everyone needs to eventually go that is where you you want to wind up because when you're homesteading you're self-sufficient or or you're self-reliant uh, you know there's th- those are two different words there but you're you're a little bit more self-reliant you're growing your own food you have animals you have this you have that and all those all that kind of stuff and so for a lot of times and actually this idea this mentality is still prevalent in in the space in the preparedness space is that that is the natural progression. You look into preparedness, you realize that the world is fragile, you realize all the things that are going on. Like you're moving out, you got to move out of the city, move out into some acreage and, and have some property and build a homestead and, and all that kind of stuff. Like that is the natural progression of, of being prepared. The thing is, is that I don't see it that way. I've known people who have started homesteading. They did it for a while. They were very successful. They were able to do all the things that homesteaders should do. It wasn't like they were not doing it. But after the romantic appeal wore off, it's like, okay, we're we're tired of it. I mean, we're tired of waking up every morning and milking the cows or milking the goats and you know, looking after this big garden. And uh, you know, this is you know, we can't take a vacation because we have the animals and no one wants to come and and take care of the animals for us. And and it's just like it becomes this 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 burden for a lot of people and uh the romantic side of it. And the reason why is like, hey, society is fragile. We need to move to this 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 uh, way of living. It was, you know, it 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 drew them out there. But then it was like, okay, we're kind of tired about the of of doing this. There's been people that I know who are older who lived a homesteading life for many many years, but then they're older and they're uh, they started to have physical issues and they needed to be able to go and and be close to hospitals and doctors and being out on a homestead wasn't as easy for them to make that, you know, make that travel uh, arrangement all the time. And so they kind of struggled. And so they made the decision to sell their homestead and move closer into the city then there were people who just couldn't afford it. And so they tried to move out there. They tried to do, uh, you know, like the wife was doing the gardening. And so the man was still, you know, going into town, working, you know, driving this long distance uh, or, you know, hopefully they could work from home, but they still had to work. You know, they, you know, with an internet connection, they still had to work. And then on top of all the other things of, of running a homesteading, it just became a little too much. And the, and the reality is, is that homesteading isn't for everyone, right? Homesteading isn't for everyone. So that couldn't be the answer. everyone. Now, I mean, listen, I liked having chickens here in suburbia where I live, I had chickens and uh, you know, it would they were fun to have. I I loved having the eggs and and all those good things. And and in, you know, I like the garden and stuff, but I do it here where I can manage it, you know, when 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 all that stuff is is going down. I can't imagine trying to do what I do now and then also have a big homestead that I am managing everything and and trying to get it off the ground and not have the big, you know, big money behind it. You know, like if I won the lottery and I, you know, you got to, everyone tells me, Todd, you got to play the lottery to win the lottery. But if I won the lottery and I had all these millions of dollars, you know, maybe that's, and I didn't have to work and I didn't have all these other things that maybe that would be a goal. But again, I know that that probably wouldn't be completely for me right? It's it just the, the romantic aspect of it says, yes, do this, but the reality of it would sink in and like, no, I don't, I, I, that's not just the, the way that I want to live, you know? And so preparedness in that, you know, that evolution into homesteading is not for everyone. Now, there are some of you that are listening right now, you are on your homestead. That is you, you love it. That is great. And there are other people that, you know, you're, you're listening to this and you've been thinking about moving out to a homestead and like, man, if I could move out and have some property, that's, and that, if that's you, that's great. Move forward with that. If that is your choice and that is your decision. But I got to tell you that homesteading is not for everyone. And so that idea, there was that tension in that Facebook group. And eventually that Facebook group kind of just shut down uh, because, you know, people weren't going to it as regularly anymore and sharing out, you know, their links and things like that. Or maybe there were some who people who were sharing out all the time and other people that were just uh, not, you know, just kind of taking advantage of it. And so I really, my, my mentality at that point about the homesteading and being that that was the evolution of preparedness, really started to kind of be formed at that point. But I still realized that preparedness is very important and being prepared for events. and I mean, all the all these things right that have happened throughout the years have changed my way of thinking and have helped me create my mindset of being prepared. So one reason that people get prepared, probably the very biggest reason, is because they feel the poop will hit the fan. They realize that our society is very fragile. They hear about the grid or they hear about Peak oil or peak energy. They hear about uh, you know the you know the economic situations and you know the war in Ukraine and all these different things that that wind up happening. And so that gets them to start realizing, hey, this world is very fragile. I need to be ready for this. They start looking into preparedness because the poop is going to hit the fan at some point. Now like I said, I've been in this space for over 12 years. Now I've run in September. It would have been 12 years for me running Prepper website, but I was in the space way before I started a website. I was looking into it. I was getting prepared myself and and all those different kinds of things. Many people have said throughout the years of, of being in the space is that it's overdue the poop hitting the fan is overdue it should have already happened many times over and the thing is is that the world is always ending i mean there are people out there you know i've shared this before on different podcast episodes the world is always ending it is always coming to that end of the world as we know it moment and then nothing ever happens now listen let me give you a disclaimer here i'm not saying that things aren't bad I'm not saying that things can't get worse. Things are really bad right now. Things are bad right now, right? I'm not saying that we might that we 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 might not have that EMP. I'm not saying that you know there's not ever going to be nuclear war or, or a grid down situation that many preppers fear because they know that with those kinds of things that happen, that's like game over, that's society game over at that point. So I'm not saying that those things, will never happen. I am not saying that it's not bad out there. It is bad, but I don't want to spend my life in a fetal position in the corner waiting for the hammer to drop. There were times early on in my preparedness journey that I was I've said this before where you know, I went to work and I'm walking the halls of my of the campus that I was uh, an administrator on, and everyone is like getting ready for the school year, and I'm just thinking, oh my gosh, these people are not prepared, these people are not ready. And my my focus was like, what would happen to all these people right here, right now, if there was an EMP? And so I, I've been there before, but if I would have spent 12 years, you know, these 12 years, it's actually 12 plus years, but if I would have spent 12 years in the corner, in a fetal position, rocking myself to, you know, to comfort every single day until, until this time right now, I would have missed a lot of life. I wouldn't be where I am right now. Again, the decisions that I have made these last 12 years have greatly improved my life and greatly improved my family's life. So instead of fearing the future, Instead of being reactionary about what is going to happen, we should ready the future by planning and making good decisions today. We know that these decisions will pay off in a better life today and tomorrow. Now, this doesn't mean giving up on preparedness. I am not saying that at all. But it means preparing and enjoying life because you are prepared it means not fearing because you are prepared but we have to be prepared in more ways than just gear and more ways than just stuff and more ways than just putting stuff in a closet waiting for the EMP and waiting for the poop to hit hit the fan right eventually gear and stuff and food and water and all that kind of stuff eventually goes away we need, so we need to be prepared for, you know, what we do in those kind of situations, but it's got to be more than that. So I'm thinking of this ready your future mindset in the, the, the imagery of currents and specifically of river currents. So as I was processing and I've been processing this, like I said, for a while now, uh, way before I sold Prepper website. I was looking into river currents and actually had some conversations with a co-worker who is uh, really involved in, in the science and, and a great thinker. And we started talking about river currents and I started looking it up. I found this great just article on National Geographic and it's like com. And it was talking about different types of currents. I mean, you have electrical currents, you have, I mean, all the different kinds of currents that are out there, but I focused more on river currents. And so I'll explain it more in a little bit, but let me just read this one paragraph here. A river current is the water moving in a river. River flows from high points to lower ones and eventually down to a larger body of water. The force of gravity, which makes the water flow downward, creates river currents. Many factors contribute to the strength of river currents. River currents are influenced by the volume or amount of water flowing in a river. A river's steepness as it flows towards its destination can affect its currents. The steepness of a river is called its stream gradient. A riverbed's topography also influences its currents. Topography refers to the surface feature of an area, a riverbed's topography can include sandbars, basins, and dams. So when we look at a river, there's a lot of things going on in the, you know, we might go to the river shore and, and look out, and there's a lot of things going on. A lot of things contribute to that flow of water. So in a river, you have various currents traveling at different speeds for different reasons. At the very, uh, you know, middle of the river, that current is going to go faster as you get closer to the shore, it's those currents there are going to go a little bit slower. There are going to be times when you are on a steep gradient and you're going to go a little bit faster. There's going to be time where there's more water in the river and that's going to speed up all the currents, you know, all at the, at the same time. So if you imagine your life as a journey going down a river, there are going to be times where you are going to be traveling in different currents. At different rates, at different speeds, at different times of your life, one current will be more relevant than the other. There will be times where you're traveling down the very middle, and you're you know you're going fast, right? There might be times where you're going down a gradient and in the middle, and you're going really really fast. There'll be times when you're closer to the shore, and you are just you know you you have this current and you're just kind of like easy going, right? And so depending on where you are in the river, depending on what's going on in your life, it's going to depend at what rate and what's happening, what are the priorities that you are facing. And that's the way it is with life too. For many of us, the journey of preparedness was so important and relevant that it took all of our time and attention. It was like you were in the middle of the river on a steep gradient with all different kinds of boulders in the middle. And you realize, you know, out of fear that you realize that the world was very fragile and you're like, man, I've got to get prepared. I have to get ready. The world seems like it's falling apart. And then there's other times where you're like, okay, life is happening. And, you know, my partner is sick or i have this relationship issue that is going down or my fine you know my my work life is going on and so that took priority that might have moved you out of that middle or might have that current might have become your middle and so we continue going down the river we continue journey journeying down the river or we continue moving down life And we continue moving in and out of currents or priorities that become more important in life for some people. And I've heard from other people, you know, throughout my time in preparedness, because these other priorities came into play, they just let go of preparedness. They just let go of being prepared. It was just like, you know, they, they, they were waiting for the poop to hit the fan. Nothing ever happened. And so they considered it a big waste. So I'm I'm not even doing preparedness anymore. I'm going to go focus on this other stuff, you know, in in life. I'm going to go focus on this maybe this other hobby now, right? But it wasn't it wasn't a waste. It's not a waste. It just wasn't as important in that moment as another current or another priority in your life, but that doesn't mean that preparedness goes away. So I want to talk to you today in this episode about five currents to travel in to ready your future. Okay, five currents to travel in to ready your future. Because no matter where you are on the journey, no matter where you are on the river, there's currents that are happening. Whether you like it or not, there's currents you know, at the shore, there's currents in the middle, there's currents in between, there's currents under the water, the the deeper the water is, there's there's other currents there. So five currents to travel in to ready your future. Let's talk about those today. So the first current is the sexy one, right? That's the one that you might have come to this podcast for. That is preparedness, being prepared. And so we know that. I mean, this is going to be the one where, you know, you get the food, you get the water, you realize our our world is fragile. So you start getting stuff, right? And there's nothing wrong with getting stuff. There's nothing wrong with... Uh, having whatever it might be to help you in times of being prepared. But what I'm going to say here, one of the most important aspects of this, and I'm not talking about these different currents, these five currents. I will uh, talk about these, you know, in very general terms, and we will hit these as we journey together, you know, down, down, down the river in in this life. But one of the most important aspects of being prepared is going to be planning. If I could talk to every new person who is getting into uh, preparedness, every every person is realizing, man, the world is fragile. I need to get ready. I need to get my family ready. If I could say one thing, it would be, you need to plan. You need to plan for uh, you know whatever it is you feel is causing you to get ready. And so you need to have a plan, you need to work that plan so that you're not going off and doing all kinds of crazy things and buying things that you don't need and buying long-term food storage when you don't even have canned food in your in your pantry. All those different kinds of things. There needs to be a plan. What are you preparing for? I would hate for someone that was, you know, uh, living here on the Gulf Coast, uh, you know, for hurricanes and and who needs to be prepared for hurricanes and things like that to not be prepared for hurricanes because they were getting prepared for, you know, something else. Uh, you know, right now the, it is so hot. Um, I, I got into the vehicle yesterday early in the morning, my, my truck to go grocery shopping and it was 83 degrees at six o'clock in the morning. Now, 80, 83 degrees is a great temperature. I would love to live in 83 degrees during the day, but 83 degrees at six o'clock in the morning is crazy. I mean, you hit the door and you immediately feel that wall of heat there. And then right now in, in where we're at, we're like, we're in a heat advisory until, um, you know, I'm recording this on, on Sunday morning. We're in a heat advisory till eight o'clock tonight because it's going to get up to like hundred and something degrees. And that's just the, the temperature. That's not the fuel like temperature, and so, you know, there's been all different kinds of warnings as, Hey, you might, you know, have uh, blackouts and, and, you might have these, these issues when you lose electricity, because there's some, so much demand on the power grid right now because of, uh, everyone's running their, their ACs at full blast. So I would want to be planned for that. You know, what can I do for that? So with all that said, I want to say this though, most preparedness plans are universal. If you are planning for that hurricane, a lot of the time that's going to help you in a lot of the other things that you're planning for. And so plan for the things that are more probable, the things that you most likely will face, right? Like your electricity bill going up and you spending more money on your electricity bill than you have budgeted. And so because of that, you might not have as much money to spend at the grocery stores for food, but that's okay because you have a stockpile of food in your pantry. And so, if you don't go top that off this week or this month, you'll be okay because you have a store of food. That all makes very much sense to most people, and that's what we're talking about here. So prepare for the things that are most probable that you're going to be facing you know and once you get those nailed away if you want to prepare for the zombie apocalypse prepare for the zombie apocalypse you know there's fine that's it go for it but be smart about your preparedness all right plan for it but again i'm going to say most preparedness plans are universal the next current to travel in as we ready our future is going to be finances if you are struggling in your finances and you are a prepper but you haven't, or you are a person who believes in readiness and you haven't, you're not completely ready. You're not completely at the place where you want to be. And your finances uh, are, you know, getting hit, man, that becomes that priority. That becomes that middle current, you know, going really fast. And if, I've been there before. I know what that's like. I, I've been there when times were really good, and I've been there when times were really uh, touch and go. And when the times were touch and go, you were always focusing on, I mean, how much money do I have in my bank account? Am I going to be able to pay for this? Am I going to be able to pay for that? And you're just hoping and praying, man, I don't need another hiccup to cause me to spend money that, that I don't have. I don't want to get into credit cards. I don't want to dip into my savings account. Or maybe you've already used your savings and and you know there's nothing there. And you, you're really starting to panic here. I completely understand that. So we need to ready our finances so we, we don't find ourselves in those types of situations. And we mitigate those as much as possible. So I, w- I will say here the most important thing is to have a budget. It's one of the easiest things that you could possibly do. It's a sit down. It doesn't cost you anything. Sit down, look at what's coming in and what's going out. If you don't tell your money what to do, it's going to do whatever it wants to do, right? It's going to go out there. And by the time you know it, like, you know, there's plenty of stories you just, you know, if you listen to Dave Ramsey, if you've ever listened to him, you only need to listen to him for a month because it's the same thing over and over and over again. It's the same story. But it's, you know, there's plenty of people who make so much money, but it's like they don't have any money at the end of the month because they're not really telling their money what to do. And so you need to have a budget. It doesn't matter how much money you're bringing in. You need to be able to see what's coming in, what's going out. So that's got to be one of the first things that you wind up doing. But this the, the next thing is here in this world that we're living in right now with with what how everything is going up in the... People are spending so much money. Things are costing so much so much right now. We're, we're experiencing this. I think it's going to be time to get frugal. Now, we need to think about being frugal. One of the important articles that I shared out on the Saturday prep was you know, extreme frugality. How can you be more frugal in the way that you're spending money? But then the last thing that I want to say here, and if you've listened to this podcast for any amount of time, you know that I'm going to say this. Is I think it's very important at this time to have some kind of side hustle, some kind of micro biz because although people are struggling out there and things are costing more there are, there are people with plenty of money that are willing to spend money on things and they're really they're willing to spend money for time. you know I, I have this project I have this thing that I need to do, I need this gift, whatever it might be but I'm willing to exchange uh, money, for my time, because I feel like my time is a little bit more valuable, or I just, I, you know, I want to be able to rest more. I work hard. I want to be able to rest more, whatever it might be. And so you don't, it just doesn't have to be like a major thing. Let me walk you through just a really easy idea. Let's just say that you wanted to start offering a car wash, right? So you go to Facebook and again, uh, I know I'm not a big fan of social media but let's just say you you use Facebook or you use Craigslist or you use whatever it might be right to, to get it out there and or you just put it on social media where you know and your friends list and say hey I'm doing car washes I want to start a car wash side business and so I'm working on Saturday mornings to schedule car washes so the first couple of car washes like hey I'm doing car washes this first Uh, weekend for $10 a car, right? Something very, very basic. And so basically what you're doing is you're getting your foot in the door, you're getting some customers, you're getting your name out there. People see $10 uh, a car and they're like, oh my gosh, I can't go to the car wash myself and go get a car wash for $10, you know, and then I got to sit out there and I got to, you know, you know, use the spray gun and all that kind of stuff and get all wet and all that kind of junk. Like, no, man, I'll take you up on that offer. And you know, your, your post would be something like, I'll bring my bucket. I'll bring my sponge. I'll bring some soap. I'll bring my chamois and I need your water hose. Right. That, that, that's it. And you go and like, how many people will, I mean, I would take somebody up on that. Right. $10. Yeah. Come on up. And so let's just say you uh, you want to get a little bit crazier, and you say, okay, you bought, you have a wet dry vac, or you borrow a wet dry vac from someone. And so it's like I bring my bucket, I bring uh, my sponge, I'll bring my soap, I'll bring my chamois, and I'll bring my wet dry vac. I need your water and I need electricity. All right, ten dollars. So you go and you do you you do the car, you do the truck, you do whatever it is, you do a really good job. You take some before and after pictures before pictures, after pictures, you know, the inside, if you wind up, you know, vacuuming the inside, whatever you do, all that good stuff. You take some pictures, you get paid your $10. You tell the person, Hey, will you be willing to do a testimony for me? Will you be willing to, you know, go on camera or would you be willing to write me? I mean, it could just be a text like, Hey, yeah, Todd did such a great job washing my car. I'm surely going to use him again, period. Right. Something along those lines. The next week you put that out. It's like, Hey guys, uh, I'm doing car washes this weekend for... $20, you know, and here's, here's a card that I've done. Here's some testimonials that people that have uh, liked my work and you put it out there and maybe you take that $10 or you take the money that you made that weekend and you say, okay, I'm going to apply that to some armor. I'm going to get some armor. All spray. And so you're like, I'll bring my bucket. I'll bring my water. I bring my, my sponge. I bring my, uh, not my water, my, my sponge, my, my, uh, soap. I bring my wet dry vac. And I bring armor raw. So, hey, you know, for $20 and you do the same kinds of things. And then you start pointing people to like, for instance, if you're on Facebook and you're on Facebook marketplace, then you wind up, you know, posting that on you, you make a group for yourself or a page for yourself. And so you start directing people over to that page as well. Like, hey, go see some of my work over here. And so they go over there and they like your page and they, they they like what you're doing. And so they can see all the different cars that you have been, uh, you know, washing and the different testimonials that you have. There is a guy that used to work for a car wash that he was let go and he was, he was a manager and they were doing cutbacks. This was years and years ago. And so he started his own. I mean, that's what he knew he was, he was in, I mean, this is what he, he was familiar with this was the industry. And so he decided to go on his own and do mobile car washing. And he would come to your, to your house. It's the same thing. Everything that I'm telling you, the only thing is that the only difference is, is that he had equipment. Like he had like serious, you know, carpet cleaning equipment or serious carpet cleaner. You know, he would still have to scrub it, but he would use the water hose. He would use the electricity, right? He, he was, would, he would use all that. And he started out in he had this great price to to start out. I'll come and detail your vehicle for this amount of money. Well, back then my my truck was uh, it was it was uh, another vehicle that I had another truck that I had. I'm like, yeah, let's let's do this. And he did such a great job, and you know he was able to increase. He was getting started, so it was like an introductory price, and so he started to you know to do more of it, and that he was continuing to do that. So just recently, my wife's vehicle. I mean we're going on uh, five years, I think five years, maybe even six years, but she wanted to get it detailed. and I went back in Facebook and in the the comments and not in the comments, but in the the conversations that I had, the instant messages. and I found the person I uh, was actually working with his wife and uh, she was scheduling for him. and so uh, I found him and he he had increased his prices, but he had also added a whole bunch of other stuff. I'm like, yeah, man, I want, I want to use you again. It was still very reasonable compared to going to another place and, and doing it there. I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't cheap. I'm not going to say that, but it was very reasonable compared to some of the other places that I looked into and he did a great job. And so you start off really easy that way. And then you're able to increase and you're able to move forward maybe you you're able to hire some people to help you and you're able to do more on on a Saturday than just you know one uh, at a time but then again you're bringing money in so what would you and let's just you don't have to work all Saturday like hey I, I schedule from seven to eleven 7 to twelve. And maybe you can do two or three cars at that time if you're not going crazy and doing waxing and all the other different things. So what could you do with an extra $50 a month? What could you do with an extra $50 a week for spending a little bit of time out there and doing something as simple as that? And that's just one little example. There are so many different examples that are out there that you could use to earn a little bit more money. I think that's where a lot of people need to be right now in order to increase their finances. And so having a side hustle, I think it's going to be important. All right, I spent a lot of time on that current right there. Let's go ahead and move on to the next one. The third current that I feel is very important to prioritize as we are walking, walking, as we are riding down the river, moving forward on this journey is our health. We need to make sure that we are readying our health, and so here there's 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 two different uh, s- subsections here. The first one is going to be your physical health. Think about where you are right now, and if you could go back and tell your you know, yourself ten years ago, you know what would you do differently about your health? You know, hey, stay away from eating that you know, start working out, start doing this, start doing that, whatever it might be. As we move forward into life and the world is getting crazier, the healthier, healthier we are, the better we will be. And so I think it's smart to manage our health and manage our physical health. But the second piece of this is your mental health. And I think that is an important piece that we don't always uh, seem to to think about. And I I'm thinking that this is such a bigger point right now. Uh, with all the craziness that's going on in the world, a lot of people's mental health is not where it should be. they're They're not healthy mentally. We have more people you know taking prescription drugs, more people are depressed, more people are doing you know in the in the past when you would do therapy, you could go to, you know, you would have to go somewhere. Now, I mean, because of uh, the world that we're living in and the online world, I mean, you could do therapy just by uh, connecting with someone. And some of you that are listening to this are like, man, that's Todd, that's not really weak. But I, I don't believe so. I know people who are really strong who have suffered, you know, mentally in the last couple of years because of all the craziness that is going on. There is uh, there was a podcast that I was listening to an episode and uh, it's the Kerry Newhoff uh, episode uh, or a uh, podcast and he he's a uh, he's a former uh, minister and he's I think he he's retired and he he does the podcasting full time I don't agree with him always theologically and I don't listen to every episode but sometimes he does have. Uh, guests on that you know that are interesting to me that I want to listen to, and so one of the guys that I listened to, or one of the most recent episodes, was with John Eldridge. So some of you might be familiar with John Eldridge. He wrote the book Wild at Heart, and uh, there was another book, Hearing from God. I I believe uh, I thought it was really uh, we actually did the small group uh, in in church. We we used that as a book study. But uh, the name of the episode, and I'm going to link to it in the show notes if you want to go listen to it. It was uh, Surprising Symptoms of Trauma, Why You Still Feel Depleted and the Challenges of Deconstruction. So again, like I said, I'm going to link to that. But he talked about where a lot of people are. And I I think it was very, very beneficial. At first, I'm like, okay, you know, is this too much? But uh, I, I know a lot of people that have that have, suffered, you know, because of the the mental aspect of it. And so I think that's going to be part of readying our future is is being mentally strong, not only just being physically well, but being mentally well as well and, and managing that and making sure that we are taking that as a priority and that is going to be important in our lives. So being healthy is one of those currents that we travel down and we don't want to neglect that one. Which leads me to my fourth one, and that's going to be our spiritual life. Now, for some of you, or like, you know, you listen to this, some of you know that I'm a, I'm a minister. And even if I wasn't a minister, this still would be very important to me. It is the thing that keeps me going. My faith keeps me going. My, my, my relationship with the Lord keeps me going. That is, and actually it was the main reason why I started in preparedness anyway. Uh, I probably wouldn't have been, you know, in preparedness if it wasn't for my time in the Lord and a, and a prayer time, and that's a whole nother episode, another story there. But I think that's important as well, because here's the thing, this life is not all there is. If this life was all there is, it'd be a very sad life, right? We would uh, you know, try our hardest to make the best life, and then we get to the end, and we die, and that's it. But I don't believe that's all there is to it. In fact, I know there that's not all there is to it. And so one of the important currents that we have in our lives that we need to make sure that we are prioritizing and that's important is our spiritual life, which leads me to the last current. One of the, the most important currents is relationships. People are looking for real relationships. Relationships. And I think one of the things that came out of the last couple of years where everything was like online and people were locked up and people were, it was like they wanted to be face-to-face. They wanted to be, you know, in, in close proximity to each other, they wanted to see people. It wasn't enough just to be online. Now, different people have different ideas about that. Uh, you know, I actually enjoyed being home. I did. I, I feel like I got a lot of work done. I liked being home where I could go to the, my <laughs> to my kitchen and make lunch really quickly. If I needed a break, I could walk outside to the backyard. I mean, I kind of enjoyed that, um, but not everybody does. But that doesn't matter. That doesn't mean that I didn't value relationships. Relationships are still very important. So people are looking for real relationships. And that whole idea, the whole mentality of it's just me and my family when the poop hits the fan and that's it. That is such a wrong, messed up mentality. Because you, you can't go on that way. I mean, you can go on for however long you have preps, Right for however long you think you, you you can manage that, six months, a year, maybe two years, eventually you're going to need people. You're going to need people. And so relationships are very important. That's one of the reasons why I think the exclusive email group is so beneficial because there's a lot of people out there that believe in readiness, but they're on their own because their families don't, you know, there it's like, okay, you're like the crazy uncle, crazy dad who, crazy mom who who preps. And so we allow you to do that, but it's like don't let it impact our life. You know, do whatever you want to do. That's your hobby, that's your thing, but it really shouldn't impact our life until the poop really truly hits the fan. And then everyone's grateful for that. But until then, it's very lonely if if no one in your family, if no one close to you is uh, involved in readiness and believes the way that you believe. And so that's why I think the exclusive email group provides that. And so some people were say, like, Todd, it's, it's an email group. Yeah. But we also have every other Tuesday we, we get on and we do an online meetup. And I'm going to tell you, there are times when we, we, you know, the regulars that get on there, it's like, you feel like you really know them. Because they are regular, they're always coming on and we're always talking and we're sharing. And and so for people that don't get on on a regular basis, they almost, I, I could see where they feel maybe like an outsider because we see each other every other week. I mean, sometimes you see people on the exclusive email group online, on, on our online Zoom, more than you do people in your real life, maybe other people in, in, in your family. And you're seeing them more often and so you can connect with them and you feel like you really know them and uh you know you build that connection there and then not to mention the fact that there is so much great information that people share out uh, you know there's no way that i would know everything and um you know there, there's a lot of questions that are asked and a lot of people that are experts in in specific situations and different different things that i'm very very grateful for so relationships are very important. So when we look at these five currents, again, just to recap, we're looking at being prepared. It's got to be one of the currents in our lives is is being prepared and making sure that we have a plan. We need to start with that plan. We need to make sure that uh, we have our finances in order, that that is something that we do to ready our future. And you have a budget. And I really believe that everyone should have some kind of side hustle. I believe to ready our future, we should consider our health, and it should be important, our physical and our mental health. To ready your future, you need to be thinking about your spiritual life and that this world is not all there is. And then lastly, to ready your future, you need to invest and prioritize relationships and those people that are around you and close to you that mean something to you. You need to invest in those people. So those are the five currents. those are the 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 that's kind of my my mindset of what being ready means, of readying my future, thinking about those priorities, and moving forward on those as we travel down the river, as you travel down this life that we're living in. So let me say a few words here about our past. We might not like the past. We might not like the decisions that we've made in the past. And some of you, are living the poop hit the fan situation right now because of the bad decisions that you made back then? Maybe that you made a year ago, five years ago, ten years ago, and and because of those decisions, it feels like your life is you know the poop hit the fan right now. But that doesn't mean that you have to stay there. Like if, if you're in the room where the poop is hitting the fan, get out of the room, right? It doesn't mean you can't start making good decisions and thinking about a positive future now. The decisions that you make right now will affect affect your future. And so, I don't really like the the phrase, you know, survive to thrive. I really, I really don't, you know, because I think everybody uses that one right. But that is the idea. I, I can't think of a. Of, of another one. I, I, was, I was trying to put some things together. I'm like, you know what? I'm, I'm not even going to go there. They all sound kind of cheesy, but we, we don't want to just survive. We want We want to thrive in the future that we are preparing for ourselves and for our families. Listen, no one wants to prepare for a mediocre life. You don't want to prepare for a mediocre life. You want to prepare for a great life. You want to ready your future for a great life. So, hack your future. Don't just let the future happen to you. Plan for it, prepare for it, proclaim it, prosper in it. It's time to ready your future, no regrets. So, let me end with this. If you enjoyed listening to this podcast, you will also enjoy listening to audiobooks. I use Audible as my app and audio store of choice. If you don't have Audible, you can join free for 30 days. You can enjoy listening to Audible originals, podcasts, sleep tracks, and audiobooks. You always get these great deals when things go on sale, too. Also, if you already are an Amazon Prime member, you will get two free Audible books to keep, even if you don't wind up keeping the membership. So to get more information, you can visit audiopreps.com and go and check that out. It will take you straight to the place where you can go and sign up. And uh, I've also listed some audiobooks there. And just recently, actually yesterday, I added another book that I've been listening to uh, that I'm almost finished with by Chuck Misler. He was a a preacher, but he dealt a lot with prophecy, and he he passed away a couple of years back but his book was Prophecy 2020, and uh, it, it's really crazy because he was talking about, he talks about EMPs, and he talks about, uh, you know, all the different viruses, and the things. That, I mean, back when he died, that these are things that are, you know, of concern, and they do have biblical significance. So I thought that was really, really interesting. And so I'm like, you know what, I'm going to add this to my list of nonfiction books. You can go check those out, again, at audiopreps.com. Well, everyone, that is it for episode 749. Hey, don't forget to subscribe to the show. Make sure you click the subscribe button in your favorite podcast app. That way you never miss another episode of Sweet Readiness Goodness. And lastly, don't forget to join the email list if you haven't. When you do, I'm going to send you a free PDF on 25 hand-picked preparedness articles that you should read, and you get the Saturday prep every Saturday morning with great articles, podcast videos, and all the stuff to keep you prepared. So with that, choose to live a more self-reliant life. Choose not to be so dependent on the government grid or the grind. Until next time, live with no regrets and stay prepped and aware. Peace.